the national policy analyst for MPAC. They are the Muslim Public Affairs Council. Our guest has written and spoken on subjects ranging from international religious freedom and national security to free expression and bullying. She writes frequently on issues that affect Americans both domestically and internationally, with a particular emphasis on those issues that impact American Muslims. More than a pleasure to have with us, Hoda Al-Shishtawi. Uh, Hoda, thank you for uh, joining us. Good afternoon and welcome. Thank you for having me, Leslie. Um, Hoda, there are those out there that was saying, I don't know if you know my background, my husband's family's Muslim, my husband's uh, non-practicing Muslim, and uh, I'm going to just start it out with what he said to me this morning is, my people got to step up their game with getting out the message that we condemn this. And there are people out there that say there aren't enough Muslims condemning this, but the Arab League, Al-Azhar, which is the Sunni Muslim world's premier Islamic institution, you know, MPAC in the United States, CARE in the United States, all these organizations have condemned. Uh, so why do you think there is the perception, even by people like Bill Maher, a liberal, that Muslims are high-fiving because of the depiction uh, in the past uh, negatively in the satirical magazine uh, Charlie Hebdo about uh, the Prophet Muhammad. Sure. Um, I, it's definitely not a matter, Leslie, of Muslims um, condemning these attacks and, and condemning the, the heinous attacks of yesterday. Um, Muslims all over the world, Muslim institutions, like you mentioned here in America, we um, right after the reports were released that something had happened in Paris, uh, Muslims all over the world um, issued uh, statements of condemnation that these attacks and these acts of terrorism um, can in no way be um, linked with Islam because there is no justification in Islam that says that these kinds of violent acts are in any way permissible. Um, unfortunately, what we do see is that, yes, there is a perception that Muslims aren't condemning, but I also think that that's a problem of the attention of where people are focusing um, uh, these, these reports and, and, and sort of these stories. Um, Muslims all over the world, and thank you, Leslie, for giving us the platform to say that, yes, MPAC and CARE and other institutions here in America and abroad are condemning these attacks, but not everyone um, uh, is allowing Muslims to have these platforms to say that um, we are coming out in numbers and we're very strong, and the majority of Muslims all around the world do condemn these attacks. Now, I'm glad you said that, Hoda, for two reasons. One, thank you, because you have, without knowing, um, just backed up something I said um, earlier uh, when taping Sean Hannity's radio show, uh, which is uh, running next hour. And uh, when I have said as a contributor on Fox News Channel numerous times, written about News News World Report, spoken on the air my show and off the air to people, when people say, well, how come the Muslims don't come out? How come? And I said, wait a minute. When you look at the vigils they had in London, in Paris, in Berlin, there were Muslims in that crowd. Just because they don't have a big M on their head doesn't mean they're not there and present. We saw children uh, televised uh, in France, outside a Muslim school in France, that said, not in our name. They stood outside their school with signs, and that, that is brave, especially for children, not, not in our name. And the tweets that I get, Hoda, here in the United States, as an example, will be one, well, what about their parents? Two, majority of Muslims, uh, you know, because I, I say, why are we punishing one point, the majority of 1.6 billion people for the actions of three? And, you know, some would say because it's not just three that agree with them. Why is this there this perception that because somebody might feel, I really don't like newspapers or magazines 
portraying the Prophet Muhammad negatively. It's a huge jump from, I don't like them doing that, I'm not going to buy that paper or read it, to I'm going to go into their offices and kill somebody. Right. Well, I mean, we're not hearing the everyday conversations on the ground between Muslims and between their co-nationalists of other faiths as well who are condemning these acts and who are saying, hey, listen, um, I believe in free expression. I, be- I believe in freedom of religion. I believe in all of these freedoms and these values. Um, I-, I don't quite understand where um, the judgment is coming from to make the decision to perhaps, for example, publish uh, uh, images of the Prophet Muhammad or, or um, satirizing any faith, for that matter, um, those conversations aren't highlighted in the media because those conversations aren't um, as exciting, right? So what we do see in the media are these these three criminals, these murderers, who do decide to take uh, matters into their own hands and and to respond in a violent way rather than responding by taking it to the marketplace of ideas and engaging in dialogue and engaging in conversations so that we can start to understand what the underlying root causes of these issues are and then get past them in order so in order to uphold these values and freedoms that we do um, that we do cherish. When people talk about, and this is something you addressed, and I agree with you, and I've addressed numerous times, and again, thank you for just supporting that. You know, to me, it's sort of like, you know, well, if I have this opinion, you have this opinion, we're right, okay? And, uh, you know, people have said to me, Leslie, why don't the Muslims, you know, speak out more? And I said, well, if they're not invited, how do they get the mouthpiece? So I want to be really clear. Hoda, you work as National Policy Analyst at the Muslim Public Affairs Council, MPAC. Now, I know that Salman does, who is the president. I know him. His wife's parents, his in-laws, are actually friends with my in-laws. And, or I said, should say former father-in-law, he has passed. But the, I know he does a lot of interviews. And I heard him yesterday on the local NPR station here in Los Angeles. And one of the things he said, which was, when these guys say that they have avenged, you know, they've done this for the Prophet Muhammad, he, he said it, it is a far more disappointing thing he would find to the prophet that they have taken life and that they, they have murdered. Um, I, first, to speak to that. Second, is, it, is there anywhere in the Quran, because my husband said there wasn't, and even though I love him, I know he's not an authority on the Quran, even though he read it a lot growing up as a child. Um, is there anywhere in the Quran that states it is punishable by death to show an image of the Prophet Muhammad. No, and in fact, your husband is spot on. He's totally correct, and so is Salam in his interview um, yesterday on NPR. Um, in fact, the Quran documents countless times of uh, people who used to defame him and and call him a madman or a magician or a soothsayer, and and the way that the Prophet is depicted in the Quran responding to these people who would say these things is um, to, like I said, engage in dialogue and engage in, in that free marketplace of ideas. Um, nowhere in the Quran does it say that uh, sanctioning killing or violence in, as in, a, in response to showing the image of the Prophet um, is permissible or okay. Uh, in fact, the Quran itself says that the taking of one life is as if you're killing all of humanity. So life and, and living uh, is precious within Islam. That's, that's the highest value that we can uphold. There's no way that the faith would, would ever sanction or justify killing in the name of uh, avenging the Prophet. 
it. In fact, what these men did in Paris yesterday was more offensive than any cartoon could be, in more offensive than any novel could be to Muslims. Uh, they're really the ones who are they're the terrorists, they're the ones who are hijacking the faith, they're the ones who are creating this twisted ideology out of a beautiful thing. Well, I had mentioned, um, there's so much I want to talk to you about, but I had mentioned not being asked or invited, perhaps. If you don't mind sharing with me, now I know MPAC is just one of the many Muslim organizations uh, that are national. Uh, MPAC is the Muslim Public Affairs Council. You are a national policy analyst. HODA, as far as you know, or maybe just your experience. How many networks have invited you or someone from MPAC to speak about this? About the, the Paris attacks? Correct. Uh, you know, ever since yesterday and, and ever since we released our condemnation of the shooting and of uh, the violent attack that took place, um, we have um, been fortunate in getting um, invitations to talk about Islam and to talk about um, how this is not justified in the religion. But honestly, Leslie, it's not enough. We, we, we do need more. We need more Leslie Marshalls who are willing to accept us uh, and in coming on board and, and giving us a seat at the table so that we can can explain what real Islam is and that, um, you know, the, the, the conversation really starts at the table. And so we need to be present. We can't continue to be talking about Islam without having Muslims present. And so for that, I really do thank you for, for giving us this platform. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a true liberal. I, <laughs> a true liberal to me is a tolerant individual. And one of the things people don't understand is many people, you know, I would imagine like yourself, you know, born in this country, your family came to this country at some time, just like my family did for better opportunity and for freedoms that they did not have in their other country. Um, uh, before we take a break, I just want to, uh, you know, speak to one more thing. The message is, and it keeps uh, resonating, that Islam is a religion of peace and nonviolence. And although I know that and I believe that, there are many people that don't, and I'm kind of wondering if that's not the right message to send because a lot of people aren't buying it in light of these actions. Even though these people can't be Muslim in their action, they're perverting the religion just like a Christian who goes, you know, like Timothy McVeigh, who was a Christian, uh, you know, in bombing or, uh, you know, any of the shooters at these school shootings, many of which who were raised as Christians um, or somebody who goes into an abortion clinic or the home of a doctor who has uh, performed abortions. Uh, many of those are, are Christian. Uh, so do you think that Islam is a religion of peace and nonviolence? That's not working and that Muslims need a different message so that people fully understand. Yeah, we know you guys aren't doing this. But you don't support it even when it's this retaliation for um, what some people would say is very tasteless satire. Right. Uh, I mean, well, Islam really is a religion of peace, and, and you said that, and, and, and it's up to us as Muslims to continue to convey that message. And at the same time, um, research has shown that people tend to accept that message when they know a Muslim personally. So when you just hear about Islam in the news or when you hear about Muslims in the news and, and the acts that they're partaking in, whether it's in Paris, France, or Boston, Massachusetts, then of course the perception is there and perceptions become reality. So people will think that uh, Islam is not a, a religion of peace. But knowing a Muslim personally and seeing how they uh, carry out in their daily lives by living up to the values of Islam, of upholding religious freedom, of being just, of being merciful, of having all these qualities, um, then the message becomes 
more clear, and people tend to accept that message more. Now, unfortunately, not everyone wants to give Muslims a seat at the table to even start that discussion. And, and so it, it, it is a two-way street to get this message across to our co-nationalists and, and, and humans all around the world that Muslims are people of peace, that it is a religion of, like you said, 1.6 billion followers. That, that makes up about 23% of the world's population. And the majority of Muslims are um, very moderate, very peaceful people. And we're neighbors, we're, we're students, we're teachers, doctors, lawyers. And so getting to know a Muslim really does help in pushing that message uh, further and, and for people accepting that message that Islam really is a religion of peace. We're going to take a break. We'll be back. We'll talk about that. Uh, we're going to talk about what more, if, uh, if anything, the Muslim community can and should do to try and stop these terrorist organizations. We'll talk about who are the victims beyond the victims that have been shot, wounded, and died. We'll be back with our guests. We'll be back with you. I'm Leslie Marshall. Don't go away. If you want to join us, 8886-LESLIE, 8886-537543. Follow me on Twitter, at Leslie Marshall. Hoda Al-Shishtawi is Muslim Public Affairs Council Nationally Policy Analyst. MPAC is an American organization. Follow them on Twitter, or check out the website, excuse me, mpac.org, and follow Hoda at Hodahawa, H-O-D-A-H-A-W-A. We'll be back right after this. Leslie Marshall, the simple truth in a complicated world. Give her a call now at 888-6-LESLIE. Hoda El-Shishtawe is a Muslim Public Affairs Council National Policy Analyst. Hoda, I apologize if I've butchered your last name <laughs> at NPAC. Uh, you can follow her on Twitter at Hoda Hawa, H-O-D-A-H-A-W-A. You talked about Islam being, <clears throat> excuse me, a religion of peace. And somebody had tweeted about polls where it shows Muslims, uh, you know, uh, support actions like we saw yesterday, um, uh, sympathizing with people who carry out terrorist attacks. Uh, there was a poll that was posted in the Telegraph of the UK that showed about 20% of British Muslims sympathizing with uh, bombers uh, back on uh, July 7th and uh, how a percentage of them want Sharia law. Can you speak to that? Why, If somebody wants Sharia law, why would they go to a country that doesn't have it and doesn't want it? Well, I mean, I think first we need to understand what Sharia law is. Um, it, it, Sharia is really um, the the path toward um, uh, for Muslims to to sort of exercise their faith. And and within Sharia, there are various principles that must be upheld, and that's justice, mercy, human dignity, religion, uh, freedom of religion, freedom of expression, um, and that's for all. Um, and so when when we use words like Sharia, first of all, um, I think what is um, happening a lot of the time is that it's conflated with a lot of the uh, laws that we see taken um, in places like Saudi Arabia or Pakistan, um, and they're conflated with the, the culture of that society. So whether it's uh, uh, cutting off of hands or beheadings or stoning of people, um, Sharia really is just like any other um, 
system of laws where people are trying to uphold these values of freedom and, and of justice. Um, for people who are living in, uh, you know, so-called non-Sharia compliant um, societies and are asking for Sharia, well, I mean, I can't really speak for them. Um, I obviously live here in America, and I'm a proud American, and I'm happy to uphold the Constitution, um, and, and I'm happy with that as being my set of laws, and I don't see the Constitution or um, the laws that I follow as an American in any way being in uh, conflict with being a Muslim. But, Hoda, you understand when people see polls like this, they do start to think, oh, that's how 20% of Muslims, and then that number grows, just like when people go, fishing and say the fish was this big that I caught uh, in, in the minds of not just Americans, but people worldwide in their um, opinion of Muslims. Sure. I, I, and like I said in the, in the very beginning, perceptions do become reality. But Sharia also dictates for Muslim uh, Muslims the laws that um, Jewish law, uh, Jewish halakha law, would um, dictate for um, Jews across the world. So it, um, it, 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 it helps in matters of marriages, of divorce, of inherent, inheritance, um, family issues. And that's really where these, um, these issues and, and, and laws within Sharia are most helpful in these societies. Um, but yes, I agree that the perception can be problematic, um, especially when Sharia is linked with stoning or when Sharia is linked with yeah. honor killing. And, and you know what? We are out of time, Hoda. We will have you back on again. You were great, seriously, with regard to this issue. Thank you. Hoda Elshishtawe, uh, Muslim Public Affairs Council National Policy Analyst. Follow her on Twitter at Hoda Hawa, H-O-D-A-H-A-W-A. How to show up with Coca-Cola energy. You're tired and you're thinking of canceling on your friends. Don't do it! Every time you cancel on a friend, a unicorn loses its horn and becomes a regular horse. Do you really want that on your conscience? Instead, grab an ice-cold can of Coca-Cola Energy with delicious Coke taste and reinvigorating energy. Keep the unicorns alive! Show up every day with Coca-Cola Energy. Energy you want, taste you love.